Welcome everybody to the Sotapana podcast. I'm excited to have Ezra Maro on the call today. Ezra is helping fathers of daughters be who they need to be so that they can live more empowered, more um, you know, beautiful lives. Ezra, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful today. I'm doing wonderful. Great to be here. Look, awesome. how are you? I'm doing really well, and I really like the background. It looks like you've got a sanctuary set up, a kind of spiritual space. Um, kind of, you know, I like to go right into it. And Let's go. You know, I would love to know, how did you get into this work you're doing with fathers of daughters and helping them to evolve? How did you get into that? Sure. Um, the quickest answer is, it's like I've been called to. It's like it's... Mm. I've been called to, and I know it, I've been called to work with men more uh, specifically for a while, but the calling to work with fathers of daughters has just really uh, been ringing in my ears and, you know, Spirit's been talking to me about it for a while, and uh, it's just it was finally just saying, yes, okay, I will do that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it excites me, it pumps me up. Uh, a little bit about my journey around that as a father. I'm uh, quickly going to be 61. I had uh, daughters from my 20s when I was young and a previous marriage, and things didn't go well there. I wasn't I wasn't the man I could have been or should have been or knew how to be or any of that stuff. I had no really clue at that time. Mm-hmm. And so we divorced, and my older daughters, you know, I was estranged from for a a good part of their life when they were younger. And then as I finally grew and evolved and did the work I needed to do and started understanding who I was and was able to get back into their life and become the dad that they needed me to be. And even more so, you know, that I actually offer way more to them now than even if I had stayed in their life early on. And what was and, yeah, you know, Ezra, I would love to know, what was a big lesson you learned? What was a breakthrough moment you had during those formative years? For me, it was really about finding myself. You know, I, I didn't know who I was. You know, I didn't yep, I really have a clue. You know, uh, I was who I needed to be for my dad. Mm. But that wasn't necessarily fully about who I was. And so... Yeah, I can resonate uh, with yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And I think so many of us, we fall into that trap where we want to fulfill our parents' expectations, but we forget about what is our journey in life? What is it that we want? And I think it's really important, the work you're doing, because it's important to remember that our children are these blank templates and we have to honor their journey in life and not put our expectations on them. Can you talk to us a little bit more about how you, you know, work with your clients, how you can help them, uh, you know, just to raise better, to better humans? Sure. Yeah, you bet. And uh, just to kind of finish up in the path of, of, of fatherhood for me is not only do I have my older daughters and uh, granddaughters, two granddaughters, I now have uh, twins daughters who are six and a half years old will be seven in november so i'm a second time around dad this way and yeah. and hope and older and wiser and and bring much more to the table and uh it's 
been an incredible journey to be able to like witness my daughters now from a different space of being and how I show up and how I see them as a human being and an individual and a divine, mm. a divine being and bringing their gift and their journey into the world and, and how I can support them to stay connected to that as best as I can. And mm. by being present with them and, and the practice of like showing up, being yeah. present, getting on their level, breathing stopping my motto is stop choose stop breathe choose again and so it's like whenever i catch myself being off or out of connection or out of harmony or in reaction or you know coming from a story or a thing like that it's like as soon as i catch that i can stop myself and and take a deep breath and be like okay who do i want to be in this moment who do my daughters need me to be how do they need me to show up you know what would a father who is there to empower their daughter into the greatest they can be, how would that father be in that moment? How would that father respond to them, right? And so that's where, you know, for me, it comes from is how can I show up in each moment? How can I forgive myself when I don't do it right? Mm. And then stop and and change where I'm coming from, take a deep breath, connect to my own truth, my own wisdom, my own uh, divine inspiration and and you know what it is that I want to do how do so then make the choice again in that moment instead of later or tomorrow or the next day it's like a, the closer to the time of action that I can pull those things together the more they become the new habit right so as soon as I recognize this is not who I want to be and I stop and I breathe and if I can change it as soon as I can then it starts moving it more into a reality that is happens now versus you know well next time i'll be that way mm. right so working with fathers the first thing we have to do is like really recognize who we are how do we show up yeah within ourselves yeah. right how what am i am i aware of my own story am i aware of my wounds am i aware of my come from Am I aware of my buttons or what I call or my shells of how I react or relate to the world, especially people who are primary in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Our greatest teachers are our family, right? Because that's where all of our buttons, all of our shells, all of our wounds, all of our traumas, all of our stories all get brought up into play. And that's where we get a chance to look at them and work on them, you know? And so... Yeah. I have to become aware of that truth of my being, you know, of who I am as a divine person, who I am as a wounded person, who I am on my journey to healing and transformation and where am I at, right? So that gaining that first stage of awareness of self and where I'm at is really important. I love awareness that. of where I want to go, who I want to be, or maybe i don't even know who that is yet right maybe mm. it's just about like i know i want to be different but what does it mean to be different and yeah. who who would i be you know what's the example that is yeah that's such you a know? good you know powerful example i knew when i was growing up i admired many things about my father but i also knew i didn't want to have many of that character traits that he had and i was like mm. i don't want to be like him and sometimes just knowing what you don't want to be like can be so beneficial because what we can be is often much greater than we can even realize in that present moment. 
So I love that point that you said, I don't even really know what I want to be yet. I think that can be such a powerful tool when we're in that growth journey of trying to be the best fathers for our daughters. Um, you know, can you give us some practical grounded advice? What, ha- what are the biggest mistakes you see uh, fathers, especially of daughters, making when they're raising their kids and maybe some of them you've made yourself? Yeah, totally. The biggest one is really just not being present, not connecting on a on their level, right? You know, we're up here, we're an adult, we're the father, we're the authority figure, you know, like I have a I have a badge that says dad, you will listen to me and do what the hell I say. <laughs> right? No, we have to like let go of that perception of like what it means to be a father okay and be a human being right and there's aspects of fatherhood that are really important but it's like first can i just like get connected with him get humble get on my knees get eye to eye get with them and get present with them right mm-hmm. can i let go of the stories i have the beliefs i have about what it means to be a father yeah. Depending on where you are on your journey or where we are on a journey, we may strongly hold beliefs about what it means to be a father, but they're based off of, you know, our past, my father and stuff like that, right? And just society in general, right? And totally. and the masculine role and I mean cuz there's so much I mean we can go so deep on the on this stuff, you know, it's like yeah. With the whole masculine feminine energies and how they relate to each other and the masculine rollover in our society and our culture and, and history over time and the feminine culture and, and the feminine roles over history and how those are evolving and started evolving, you know, even in the early 1900s with women's right to vote and then in the 60s and stuff with the the women's movement there that really started and the, and the men's movement in a way where men were moving away from that kind of hyper masculine role of my way or the highway and all of that stuff you know into the hippie phase of like you know hey whatever it's all love and peace and joy and you know and all of that stuff and in reaction to the uh patriarchal version that had been expressed to most of us you know prior to that right right and so society's on a trajectory of evolution mm-hmm. and every once in a while it bumps up and things pop up in our news feed of like you know this and that but i believe it really is and and women are mm-hmm. key to that evolution and that growth and i was just actually reading something yesterday the day before about something that the dalai lama had said about the western woman will be the salvation for our future oh wow right interesting yeah Wow. Yeah. And so it just speaks to the fact that there is a need for feminine power mm-hmm. to take greater hold within yeah. and within the earth yeah. and within our world to to have better relationships, better societies, healthier societies, you know. And and by raising a powerful daughter who is able to come from her her own power and her own individuality and bring her gift fully to the world sooner in life is only going to benefit all of us. Right. And as fathers coming from this more 
patriarchal to sim- just to simplify things my way or the highway kind of way right i'm in charge i'm the i'm the yeah. boss i'm the father i'm the leader what i said goes you know yeah yeah and also the flip side of that where a lot of fathers got to was i'm not in charge i'm not the leader i don't mm. have control i don't make decisions my wife makes all the decisions mm. and i just do whatever she says and and we relinquish our authority completely the other way and so we set up an example for our daughters of a of a um the word that's coming to mind is, is lack of but a responsibility. Lack like. of responsibility, a wounded masculine that's that's wimpy and weak and not very powerful and, and all of that stuff. And it's like we need to both own our powers equally. And so I have to figure out where, where I'm at on that path, on that pendulum. Am I over here in a place of no power, no strength? All my powers kind of leaked away. I'm just kind of getting along to go along so it's less traumatic and less violent or whatever or i'm over here still in this like kind of my way or the highway i rule i am the law you know it's the man's role to be you know the king of his castle (laughs) right so where am i at now i can start to figure out where do i need to be in the middle Mm. and 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 move and i feel like ezra this not only applies to fatherhood but it applies to so many areas of your life right from business to relationships to friendships to uh we're really getting into like what does it mean to be a healthy masculine you know male in this day and age how do you how do you carry yourself how do you embody that masculinity and then how do you transfer that healthy masculine to your offspring to your daughters specifically um, speaking to the the masculine, um, you know, in today's day and age, uh, you know, if we want our women to be strong in their feminine, you know, we have to have that polar opposite. We need a strong, healthy masculine. So how do we, you know, or what do you see is a strong, healthy embodiment of a male in today's day and age? For me, it comes down to, well, there are a few key pieces. I'm always going to come back to presence first. How do I show them up in any moment, right? Yep. Am I in the moment? Am I present with another in relationship? Mm. Or am I in my story, in my head, somewhere else, past, future, whatever, but I'm not present in the moment, okay? Yep. Am I clear on my direction or my intention for life, right? So my purpose in life. And there's a lot of stuff around purpose over the past 20 or 30 years. And purpose can be like anything. We can put it on a pendulum and it's like purpose could be taken in a really negative, bad way. And purpose can be taken over here and totally diluted and all of that. So it's like, what is my idea of like purpose in conscious living, right? purposeful, not just as like how I'm showing up in the world, what am I trying to get done and accomplished or what business am I trying to make or, you know, all of that type of stuff, but just purposeful, intentful living in the, mm. in the daily life. Right. Yeah. The presence. And the presence anchoring and clarity, like, just like I am here, I am here. Mm. Right. Yeah. No matter what happens out here in my family, I'm here. You can count on me. I'm like an anchor in the ground, you know, I'm the big oak tree. Yep. One example of 
idea analogy of masculine and feminine is like the flag and the flagpole the masculine is the flagpole yep. and the feminine is the flag yeah the flagpole by itself is just a stick in the air yeah <laughs> the flag by itself is just a piece of cloth laying on the ground right but together yeah. with a you know yeah a good flagpole that has bend but is mm. solid right if it's too rigid it breaks if it's too soft it gets mm. taken out right yeah. and the flag gets to unfurl its beauty and power and everything mm. when the, we work together i love that and so by i love that coming together and, and owning all of that then we can support each other in and we need to be able to support each other it can't be on the women to save the world right 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 we have to both do it we have to both be a part of that but we have to start changing our understanding of what yeah. it means to be a woman and, and feminine and be a right. daughter and how do we treat a daughter and you know do they you know pretty you and know, pink and boys are blue yeah, and yeah. you know stereotypes and pigeonholes and all of that stuff that that's a really good point you know i was just thinking a quote lao tzu he talks about you know if you or maybe it was confucius um if you want to change the nation you change you know the community if you want to change a community you change a family if you want to change a family you change the individual it starts yes. at the individual level and i want to explore this with you for the longest time we've had these like stereotype roles of oh boys wear blue girls wear pink where do we need to get to how do we really view our masculine and our feminine in a healthy way and not in a rigid box that you know oh boys play baseball and girls play house or something like that right <laughs> and and that's again very individualistic ultimately it's like who are they and mm, being yeah. present with them and and witnessing who they are and be open to who they are and letting them explore who they are and how they're showing up in the world and you know, giving them the opportunity to choose and make sure they have plenty of choice around, do they wear blue or do they wear pink or do they wear, you know, camo or do, you know, whatever. And yeah. not putting a, a, well, you're a girl, so you have to, you know, these are your options. It's like, no, the options are whatever, you yeah. know, full fold. What do you, what do you choose? By, so by giving them that choice and that freedom to express themselves and to learn who they are yeah. and to learn how they want to show up, right? Yeah. You know that's that's uh, we we use a lot of human design in our in our programs. We have our purpose incubator. Uh, I really love it because it helps the individual get a better sense of who they are, not in a rigid like you have to do this or that. But it's like, oh, I've always loved doing it this way. Now I kind of understand that a little better. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that point that you have, which is help them to figure out who they are don't put them in your you know preconceived notions of what who they should be and i think that's such a valuable point for every parent and every individual to remember to allow the other to just be who they are and not try to make them how you want them to be i think that's right. a valuable extremely valuable point yeah and not only who you want them to be, but just who you expect them to be. What it, what it inside you is like you see one daughter and you see them or a child and how they are and you and we project though they're this or they're that, right? Mm. And and so by then we are already putting them in a box. And it's like even when I project or I notice a strength in them, mm. can mm. I notice and witness the strength without making that be who they are? 
Yeah, you know, um, for all the human design listeners, there's a profile, it's called the heretic, it's a five, but often celebrities have this in their design, and with this profile, they often get projected onto, um, and almost everybody does, but, uh, you know, it's such an uncomfortable feeling when somebody's putting their expectations onto you and they're like, oh, you'd be a great football player or you'd be a great ballerina. And inside you're just like, I don't even like this. I like music or something, you know? So I, I, I love this point that you're making. And I think every listener should really listen to this is allow people to be who they are and don't put your expectation of who you want them to be or what you think they should be onto their shoulders. I think it allows for a much freer expression. I love that. Yeah, totally. And also, I think, you know, for most people, it potentially makes it more uncomfortable for us to do that because life is easier if I can put it in boxes and sort it out Mm. and say, okay, these people belong here and these people belong here and these people belong in this box and these people belong in this box. And then I could label all my boxes so I know where everything belongs. Now I feel okay. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we do that quite often in marketing. We want to segment our audience and say, these people need this and these people, they like blue or whatever. But that's not the approach I enjoy. I really like to start from purpose. And I feel like getting a blank slate and especially what you said, you know, know who you are, spend time in presence realize that, hey, I might not have everything figured out right now. And that's okay. Um, That's, I feel, really the revolution we're coming upon in society as a whole. We're stopping, you know, labeling everybody and trying to put them in containers and really seeing that the beauty of life is that you are free to be whatever you want. And Mm -hmm. there is no limitation. And without limitation, you know, life can be just more stupendous than you could ever imagine. And uh, I'm really excited for this. I think more people are waking up to this reality. Uh, Ezra, how do people get in touch with you? How can they learn more about your work? And um, I know you have a Facebook profile. Uh, Right. Yeah, we'll link that all in the show notes. But, you know, how, how do people get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, Just easiest way, you can go to my website, EzraMorrow.com. That's E-Z-R-A-M-A-R-R-O-W.com. Cool. Um, That's the simplest way. You know, I'm on on Facebook and LinkedIn and everything. So so people can find me there as well. Yeah. And we'll link that in the show notes. So guys, please check out Ezra's site, EzraMorrow.com. It'll be in the show notes. Um, you know, especially if you're a father or to be father, I think connecting with Ezra and learning more about his work would be extremely beneficial. Yeah. Uh, Ezra, I just want to say, you know, humble, you know, thank you. I really, uh, enjoyed your presence on this call and the knowledge and wisdom that you're bringing to our listeners. Um, so I can't thank you enough for that. Yeah. You're so welcome. I really appreciate it. It's, it's great to be here and, and to speak with you and and just to be able to share. I love I love this. I love this interaction. I love awesome, awesome. What what we do together as human beings yeah, and, and so, our journeys together. It's so amazing. Like when you really allow yourself the space to express yourself freely, what can flow and really what, you know, change can happen. Um 
you know, a lot, a lot of that we do in our purpose incubator as well. So for all our listeners, if you're interested in learning more about what we do, it's kind of like this podcast. Um, You can learn more at www.sotapana.com. That'll be in the show notes as well. Um, And yeah, just enjoyed this conversation a lot. And uh, if you have a gift, if you have a message, if you have something you'd share, uh, please get in touch with me. I'd love to have you on the podcast. And uh, with that, Ezra, I just want to say, you know, wish you well, wish you the best. I hope, you know, I know you're going to impact so many lives and I'm just, you know, grateful to have had the chance to be here with you. Yeah, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And it's important work you're doing. It's important work we're doing. And it's important for all of us and to see the divine in you and me in each other. Yeah, So absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah blessings and thanks everyone for joining us this week um please see us on the next episode and take care have a great week Mm -hmm.